because I kind of like, you know, those people that you're like, oh, yeah, we'll hang out. Yeah, we'll hang out. And then we never hang out because <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> I was like, I kind of did that yeah. a few times. I was like, you know what? I felt bad. I'll just I'll help. You know, I'll, I'll do some small gesture <laughs> that, hey, I still I still want to make interaction with you. I am just busy. Aww. So what you're hearing there is uh, we're live, Darty. Uh, Darty Brodeur is in the car right now. We're doing a car cast. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night. Sorry for the delay, everybody. I know we usually do these after the game, but uh, someone, somebody had a long day of shoveling snow, apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Everyone knows in the GTA, even in Ottawa, apparently, you, you sent a pic there. We got a huge dumping of snow. <laughs> And it obviously didn't suffice in one, uh, you know, event of shoveling. You had to do multiple. And then the next day when the sun came out, it just turned to heavy, wet snow. And it was tiring and exhausting. And then I fell asleep during the game. I'm so sorry, guys. I know. I Oh, my God. I was looking forward to it as well. But, yeah. You didn't miss much at the end. I'll say that. Um, lots of things to take away from it. We'll get to that. But, yeah, snow has been ridiculous. I don't know if it's... The same where everybody listening is. I know for our Australian friends, it's not. But uh, yeah. <laughs> my street in particular, I, I don't know how to describe it other than I can't see out of my driveway because the snow banks are really tall. And it's like that for the whole street. Like, it's insane. Same here. Yep. Uh, look out the window. You just see uh, white. And yeah, my arms, my back, I'm, they still hurt. Like, I'm still recovering. <laughs> Here, but I can't imagine for Darty. I think you're in the north end now, like near Keswick or something. You guys must have had a shit ton of snow. Oh yeah, that's so funny. You said you. you I don't know what you said. You, my arms, my back, and all of a sudden my mind went to my neck, my yeah. back. But then I also went to my back is broken, <laughs> <laughs> spinal. <laughs> so we're getting a little bit of two vibes going on here, but. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad, except that Darty lives a very privileged life and that his um, his driveway is very small now in comparison to his old driveway. And all four cars are on the driveway. Oh so God. the amount of snow I had to shovel was minimal nice. because they took up the entire space, <laughs> which is not something Darty has ever experienced in his life. I have uh, consistently lived in the sticks um, with dirt roads and shoveling was the most atrocious thing but i'm not gonna stand here and be like oh you know back in my day or darty had it rough or anything it's just i've i hate shoveling so like now in my new semi-domestic life like it was it was nice to know that like, oh it's just like, someone's like okay oh, go shovel the pathway i'm like that's great because the pathway is only like maybe a couple yards you know <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it's not like i have to travel like you know an entire kilometer worth of fucking shoveling just to get out of my driveway, you know? Like, it's, ugh, thank God. <laughs> Did you also walk to school uphill both ways in, like, six feet of snow back in your day? Back in my day, just to get a comic book, I'd have to walk, like, five, six, maybe ten clicks. I don't remember anymore. To the general, <laughs> to, to the general store. I'd, I'd steal money from my, from my mom's fucking bowl oh, of oh. change, get, like, five <laughs> bucks, you know? scrounge up enough for a bongo simpsons comic and maybe just maybe enough for like a jolt cola all right so <laughs> wearing my thomas caberlet jersey yes you know what and with the mention of thomas caberlet let's get to the leafs welcome back to leafs late night where it's Hi, never too late for the leafs public address announcer for your toronto maple leafs and this is the leafs late night podcast 
your post-game destination. And now your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Everything is awesome. Everything is totally fine. <laughs> I'm not projecting positivity into the world at all because we definitely need it right now. Uh, welcome back. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Steph the Fanalist and Darty Brodeur, as you have heard already. Um, yeah, so without really getting into the nitty gritty of the game uh, to start here, the alarm bells are going off on Twitter, in the media, I'm sure on Facebook. And everywhere you can express your opinions, it is uh, discourse about the Leafs, and uh, it's not good. So unfortunately, I know you fell asleep, but to run you through the things that happened in this game, first period, extremely physical. We see see JT get absolutely mowed down twice within like two, three minutes. Um, Matthews blocks a shot in the first period, hitting him on the inside of the knee. He luckily came back, I think... If it wasn't the end of the first, it was in the second. And then uh, in the third period, we have, uh, or no, I think it was in the second even, um, O'Reilly blocking a shot, hitting his finger. I think it was from even Matthews, so it wasn't on purpose at all. And uh, he was seen in the arena with a splint on his finger, which we now know is broken with no timetable for returns. So that is not one, not two, but three centers that are now less than 100%. And that's putting it lightly. Ugh. Yeah. I watched the first. Okay. I know. This game was hot and heavy. <laughs> like, I mean, people were all over the ice. Luke Shin coming back in his return not too long after trade deadline in the opposite dressing room. And then we're so excited about Matt Murray returning, right? Is he going to put on a Murazik performance or a Murray perform- performance? <laughs> Hey, I I tweeted out um you know a game day tweet and I accidentally put in a Morazic gif and someone called me out on it and I was still seeing seeing stars from shoving I swear so so yeah that's where that came from but yeah man like seeing Luke Shin throw his way around and everyone I guess helping out but I noticed a lot of penalties too right like Toronto with three penalties in the first period jake mccabe casually going to the box for 17 minutes which i've never seen before like the guy if i'm remembering this correctly because i i was i'm i apologize i was planning on doing one that night so i didn't take notes on this um somebody was hit and and um shen jumped in and bunting jumped in and then mccabe finally comes in and starts the fight so he gets an instigator do you have the penalty in front of you i think it was instigator fighting and a 10 minute misconduct yep so first it was for fighting then 10 minute misconduct like you said and instigator yeah like uh i listened to this and the commentators were just like oh are they pulling this out of their ass sort of thing because uh first minute we're getting a two minute or five minute major and then it turns into like 17 minutes off the bat yeah it wasn't until the second period that jake mccabe came out of the box which is insane because the leafs were playing short already it's just uh, yeah super fun yeah and another thing i noticed in the first that they mentioned was that you know, the Leafs have not scored more than one power play goal yet this season in a singular game. 
Huh. I did not realize this. They also, on a positive note, haven't been shut out in like 130-something games. They have the NHL record for most consecutive games with a goal. That's insane. That's this entire year and most of last year that they haven't been shut out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, Thatcher Demko coming back. This is the third game back after sitting majority of the year right this guy hasn't played and he's coming off a 5-4 win in dallas and then a 2-1 loss posting a 944 save percentage i didn't really know where this would go because everyone's telling us you know vancouver is uh so horrible blah 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 blah. and then we look at the record man leafs have lost the last 16 out of 18 in vancouver and the last six straight i believe in their city as well yeah six different goalies too uh, Oh my god. Uh, Darty, did you catch the game at all? I was listening to, to bits and pieces of the oh, game, and of course, like, there. you can always catch the game on Twitter, Sorry. all right? You know you know exactly people's, uh, you know how the game's going based on the on the, the retweets and the tweets, all right? Because yeah. that first period obviously was pretty fucking, you know, hot for the Leafs in a good, in a positive way, but oh, you know, no, <laughs> I was actually thinking uh, in the top of my head, you know, like, I mentioned earlier on, on Twitter about uh, Murphy's Law, but I was going to say there's got to be a new law called Dubas's Law, which is uh, no good trade acquisition goes uninjured, all right? <laughs> that's that's Dubas's Law for you, okay? And uh, holy fuck, can we not, like, catch a break with our, uh, with you know, with our big trades? Just, like, nobody... nobody nobody can stay healthy what's going on what's going on there but the game yeah the game itself it was uh i said it just turned out if i'm gonna if i'm gonna gloss over everything not just this game but the past couple of games obviously the um the visual the grand visual is not looking good because of you know we all were on a huge high because of all these like really nice pieces that we picked up and for you know for what we gave away. Basically, I think the only thing anybody really cared about was Rasmus Sandin. And I feel like that, especially with that game, is something that'll bite us a little bit. Like it doesn't feel quite as nice now losing Sandin, but it's just, if I could say something before I get cut off, don't like, don't turn the alarm bells on yet. I know I've said a lot of shit cause that's what I do. I talk shit, but the alarm bells are not on for me. All right. This Dubis guy, He's got it figured out. He's got some bad fucking luck, though, but he's got it figured out. Yeah, honestly, it just comes down to luck at this point with these injuries. It's so fucking annoying. But, okay, so to start with the first period, to take some positives away, the Leafs played a physical game. They were able to keep up. And, honestly, like, I tweeted it out. I said, this is a different team. Everybody was answering the call and keeping up with everything Vancouver was throwing out. Matthews and Marner were adjusting to being hit. They even mentioned on the broadcast, you know, when there's somebody basically hunting you the whole game you uh you don't get that space like the Leafs usually have where there's a box that they're just kind of passing around trying to find an opening this was someone constantly chasing them down and uh you know they were able to get away from that and it seemed pretty even in the in the first period so also you know shots 14 to 5 for Toronto in the first but at the same time when you lose Jake McCabe to penalty for majority of the period you're down another D and you're already down a forward with Matthews going out so you're down to 10 forwards and 60 and then the rotation kind of gets jumbled because once JT did he sit for a couple shifts there right and like with all these penalties these lines must have been just I don't know, brutal. 
Oh, it was a mess. And, and really the problem came down to, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you caught this, I guess this was in the third, the, uh, the Leafs picking up finally a double minor. Um, they get four minutes to try to, uh, to open this game up. It was tied one, one and twice in 44 seconds, Vancouver scores a shorthanded goal. This was just abysmal. It was like a lot of people throwing this on Morgan Riley. I personally sent, I mean, Darty brought it up. We traded Sandine for Gustafson. I know Gustafson has an offensive upside. He had a hat trick against the Leafs this year, but I mean, that's almost half of his entire goals for the year. So that's a little skewed. He, since has, he's joined the Leafs. All I can say is he's a butterfinger. Like Hmm. the amount that this guy has had the puck slip off of his stick at the blue line and it's caused a turnover is a little concerning. I know it's only been a few games with him, but it's it's just frustrating to watch because I know he has that. And on the other side, you see Sandine getting three assists in his first game with the, the Capitals. So it was it, it, yeah. it's okay, a so little hold annoying. Up, hold, up, hold up, everybody. Here's here's my question for you. All right, because this is this is going to like change the perspective of how we're going to talk about Sandine. All right. Do you guys not think that this guy actually wanted to go? Because if we're looking at like. You know, why would we trade a guy like Sandine? Like he obviously has more than just potential. You know, he I don't think he was he's marginally better. I don't like I don't think Gustafson's that much better or worse or whatever. Like I, I, I don't see why you make this trade. Right. So if you if you have to think, why the fuck is this trade happening? Is it really because like Dubis knows that Sandine like not necessarily wants out, but there's that sour taste in everybody's mouth because of the that holdout for 1.4. <laughs> you know, there must be some some bad blood there. And and I don't mean like we shipped him out, but more so like this was kind of a favor done on both sides. If, if I, that's what I'm trying to say, because there's no there's I, I like Gustafson. I like what he did for me in fantasy, but. <laughs> I would have rather kept Sandine, right? So where's the, you know, where's the, you know, they say the proof's in the pudding. Where's the fucking pudding, right? Like, explain. I would say it's it's going to come down to the re-signing of both players. Like, Gustafson, you're going to be able to potentially maintain. Uh, just The guy's only on an $800,000 contract this year. You can probably get him for what you signed Sandine for this year, like maybe like 1.1 if you want to keep him around. Maybe he sticks around for the same he's on this year. Uh, Sandine's going to pop off in the next couple seasons and he's going to want more and more money. And I don't think the Leafs can keep, like I've, I've said, it was always going to be him or Lilligren. I thought it was going to be Sandine that they kept around, but I guess because the value was there, they were able to move him. I don't know. I think if there was an offer for Lilligren, they probably would have done the same, but the interest was in Sandine. So that's what happened. And now Washington's going to have to try to fit him in. And I think it makes more sense for them. They're an aging team. They need to start bringing in some new people. And the Leafs are in a win now. And Sandine wasn't going to get first pair minutes with the Leafs. And now, look, he's literally straight to the first pair in Washington. Also, Kyle Dubas's little project here needs to play. And in order to do that, we had to move out some capital in order to reactivate him. So by these <laughs> moves, we had to activate Matt Murray, right? And Sandine, once Jake McCabe came in and everyone else... He just got pushed down the chart, well, Keith's chart, right? We know he has potential. We know um, he was on PP2. We, we've seen what he can do in the last five years with the organization. But he can't play the right side. We've tried that, been there, done that. Nope. Um, the new acquisitions, 
they fill holes that we need, not just the offensive side, but the D, which is everyone's been talking about, the physicality, even though Sandine led the D in hits, not going to lie, before Luke Shin's days. There's some big it's ones. Just, yeah, like this hurts. I know this hurts for Leafs Nation, but we got a first back. I was going to say we you got, do get the first. You get the first, which is the biggest thing. You scratch each other's backs, like you said, Darty, because it was primetime opportunity for Dubas. He held out last summer, you know, gave him the contract at the end of the day. Now he's doing well. Even though he missed some training camp, Sandine fully said um, it's been a rough start, like it's been a low start. But we immediately acquire someone who leads the team in points for defenders and has power play, you know, opportunity like off the bat because he ran Washington's uh, power play unit. So it's it's tough to see the Butterfingers happen with Gus right now because you want that hole to be immediately filled. <laughs> you don't want any mistakes, but people have to realize we're pretty much plugging a newbie on every single line yeah. <laughs> after dread, trade deadline here on the road. The Leafs and Vancouver game was the fourth game or – fourth game third game in four nights or whatever it was or three nights or yeah it, it's just been a lot and i don't know it hurts but at the same time it was time <laughs> yeah and look look around tampa's on a five game losing streak i don't know if you guys saw this but uh, kucherov point and stamkos were benched for the entire third period and then the next game they get shut out six nothing to carolina so I mean, if you want to sound the alarm bells here, it's not like everything is honky-dory on the other side of this uh, round one matchup, and nothing's going to change. Like, they could really both <laughs> go on a couple games skid here, and it's still going to be the two of them. But it, yeah. it, it just goes to show that this is going to happen. I'd rather people playing well, but maybe a little banged up before the playoffs, and hopefully they're all back, than, like, your top line cracking under pressure right now because that seems weird for for tampa especially defensively they're collapsing so i i don't know yeah. this is kind of the better of the two it seems like matthews is okay jt will be back in a few hopefully fingers crossed o'reilly's the one that i just don't know yeah and the, just my last point on sandine you know the guy always wanted ice time and it wasn't going to happen in toronto unfortunately and I don't know. It just, I feel everyone's still complaining on Twitter. And I saw your tweet there, Darty, too. You said he was a piss baby. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> but I don't know. Now we have a new guy. I'm honestly utterly shocked that we have Shin and McCabe. Like, I thought if Dubis was out to get a player like that, it would have been one, not both. I know. And of course, the report comes in. He was swinging on Eric Carlson, but of course, the price was way too high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so PK continued to be good in the first. I'm just looking through things that I tweeted. Oh, fucking Kevin Bieksa, first intermission is like, you know, Matthews could be fine, but, you know, something like that could also be a really small MCL tear. It's like, don't don't put that out in the universe, you dick. Hmm. That's just, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But oh, the cool thing was um, when, oh, what was it that happened? Was it oh, when O'Reilly went down? Something happened that they moved Tavares, Marner, and Matthews onto one line together. 
I think it was because Matthews. Oh, it was when he came back out after he was hurt. He came back out, back out onto the wing and uh, Tavares and Marner were already out there. So the, it was like the $33 million line for the first time. <laughs> wow. In, you know, five on five. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, go ahead, Darty. <laughs> I'm glad you're actually looking at the screen. Yeah. I really appreciate that. No, I, so I, have, I saw I have you. I park now, so there's no more illegal uh, illegal interaction on the show. I am. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that I want to congratulate uh, Bieksa for uh, getting his degree at uh, WebMD University. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, and and second, I also want to say I did not call Sandine a piss baby, but I might have retweeted it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that those are not my words uh, whoever came up with the term piss baby like geez i've <laughs> there's always something new i can add to my vocabulary um <clears throat> yeah there's some definitely some scary scary moments out there but that, i'm glad that johnny brought that up about that that tavares matthews and uh was it tavares matthews marner line yeah yeah it's like let lest we forget that we still have some of the best players in the NHL, regardless if they're going through a slump. And so sometimes all it takes is just, you know, just got to change, re- rearrange the equation and uh, things can, you know, they don't always look at, look, look great. But the thing is, is that that is possible. Now uh, I'm going to jump forward in the conversation, but you don't have to refer to it right now, but talking about rearranging equations unfortunately i don't think everybody's very happy when they have to rearrange the equation by putting kerfoot on the first line but you know you know say la vie i guess <laughs> <laughs> keith said um kerfoot's been playing better than bunting and he's earned that first line role um we all know keith sees all but at the same time it's like you see the lineup and you're like what the hell what, what's going on here and seeing jt in a gray sweater today <laughs> it kind of throws you off in a sense but I yeah. f- I feel like since the acquisitions, we've talked about this too, Kerfoot's been playing a lot better. And I've noticed over the last month or so, Bunting's discipline has really gotten a little out of whack. Like there's a difference between being annoying and just being like Jordan Bennington. And it seems like he's starting to lean towards that where he's like getting too riled up about things. And when there's no call made, you can hear him yelling like on the broadcast, you can hear him down on the ice. And I don't know, things that are going to get him called more often than it's being effective i think he just needs to be careful with how he's playing this game and remember what the objective is and not get so emotional with it he needs to get a phone call from nazim kadri yeah. okay because that's very kadri-esque like very very like not much, kadri yeah. as we know him now but kadri as we knew him all right i'll stop talking now <laughs> no 100 that's a, a really good comparison it's it's old kadri old leaf kadri well, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is for that game anyway are these two shorthanded goals on the same power play opportunity for for the Vancouver Canucks. Just what what now, right? Like just learning this after this game that the Leafs haven't scored more than one power play goal in a single game. This is my biggest worry. Like that's a I mean that's not something to really worry about cuz look, one one power play goal on two opportunities is 50%. One power play goal on three opportunities is 33%. One on four opportunities is 25%. All of those, you are still either number one or in the top four in the league. 
Like for sure, it, but it doesn't my really. Point, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like the Leafs don't get that many calls in a game anyway. Like how many power play opportunities did the Leafs get? They haven't even had a five on three this entire season. That's true, and they also took the least amount of penalties in the month of February. But at the same time, it's you know when you have so many opportunities, it's what make or break the game. And the first goal for Vancouver was on the power play. The second one for the Leafs also on the power play. But it seems like five on five, nothing the only was one budging. For the Leafs. Yeah, you know what? One, I just sorry. Want to- I just want to point out that I honestly love our Uncle John's bathroom reader version of fucking, you know, fancy statistics or fancy facts about the Leafs. Like, <laughs> these are the worst possible, like, you know, records that the Leafs could have, you know? <laughs> like, it's just like, like, nobody wants to know this, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but really, like, I put a poll out. I said, what's the most concerning right now? O'Reilly's hand, Matthew's leg, or Morgan's Riley? Because I thought that was funny. Yes, I spelled Riley wrong. I know. <laughs> um, there was one, two, three, four, five, I don't know, like 12, all of the aboves. And a lot of people saying the power play, specifically um, Fulton Reed saying the power play getting 37 likes. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think between, I mean, there were 700 votes. So power play would still probably be up there. Morgan Riley being number one closely followed by O'Reilly's hand and the power play. So, I mean... Who's surprised by a Leafs defenseman taking a fucking shit-kicking, you know what I mean, from the fans? That's... <laughs> yeah, ever since... I mean, since I was a kid, McCabe and Caberlet and then Gardner. Like, there's always somebody, right? So... Gardner like the Leafs, Leafs version of Cursed Employee of the Month, you know? <laughs> so, to not spend time ripping on that, because it's a little played out, um, the power play itself, like... Uh, yeah it's an issue but like i said if they're scoring one a game unless they're getting like more than four opportunities that's not overly concerning would it help them yeah but like their five on five game has been good so i'm not really worried about that like like if they're scoring three four five six goals a game like they have been in the last two months and they're still only scoring one on the power play in all those games like it's not a problem yeah, like how I many guess games? It's just disappointing. How many games do you think they would have won if they gotten one more power play goal this year? Like, there's very few. They either win or they get blown out. Like, they don't really lose by a goal anywhere in the season. Uh, I was looking at our New Jersey uh, stats looking forward, and we lost the last one by one. And same with Boston. Like, it adds up, man. Like just the power play and thinking of how, I mean, we're fourth overall, but yeah, exactly. Out of 32, like Carolina converted on four out of five power play opportunities yesterday when blowing out Tampa six, nothing. Okay. Are they, are they in the top three above us on the power play? They are. I'm not too sure off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they're doing well. They must be with this new acquisitions. Oh my God. Just seeing that though. And like, you know what their power play is? What? You said, okay. So one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, 12th. So throw your point out the window. Only Edmonton, Tampa and LA have a better power play than the Leafs do. Like, I don't understand this argument that the Leafs power play sucks. It's 25%. They're just better than Buffalo, but no, a lot of people are. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's the most concerning thing. They are fourth in the league on the power play. They are first in the 
east well sorry second other than tampa and tampa's only less than half a percent ahead of them like they're both at 25 percent so carolina's 12th in the league and what did they do at trade deadline pick up shane gostaspare to anchor that second unit Boom, four points in two games. Kokinyemi, career high five point night. Three of or four of those points came on the power play. Like it's just crazy how these fixtures will like impact your team in this aspect. So as Leaf fans, I think the expectation is a little high because we have these bigger names and you know. Yeah, 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 and yeah. one of them has a broken finger, and one of them got whacked in the head, and one of them got sh- a shot to the knee. If you give a couple games for this to work, these guys are going to have the best power play, like even better than Tampa, and that's all yes. they need to be. And they're barely worse Agreed. than them. Go ahead, Darty. <laughs> so sorry. So I uh, just gave you another crazy anecdote. Is that uh, someone famous uh, once said that? Uh, if you mind your own biscuits, life will be gravy. And unfortunately for the Leafs is that when it comes to those opportunities to, to, to uh, you know, win those tight games, right? Um, when, it's, when it's down to one goal, you we don't find the biscuit getting in the back of the net. And I think when we're, we're I said, I was talking about bagheads and I was talking about like um, those fans who just seem to like sit there in that negative pit of despair and, you know, never get out. It's like, well, there's a reason why. This is not like unheard of because um, – you know, you are, people say you are what your record says you are. Okay, yes, we are fourth. But, you know, another record we have is fucking disappointing failure, all right? It's not coming through when we need it. And the one time we need to see it, unfortunately it sucks, are those stupid bullshit games that come down to those one one goal, regardless of whether we're paying a bottom feeder or a good team. And if we can't see that in the regular season, how the hell are we supposed to expect that from them in game seven? I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like I'm shouting at the clouds, but it's true. How can we expect that of them when the fucking time comes? All right. My coaches throughout the years of playing fucking peewee sports to high school football, they constantly always tell you because I know this because I was a shit player and I barely, I probably have more splinters on my ass from riding pine than anything else. I know this because the term is practice how you fucking play all right and if the regular season is just practice then win those fucking games holy shit us <laughs> bitch yes girl please yell that to so the- sorry for everybody's audio but that's like i'm i don't want to be a baghead i don't want to be that guy that's constantly shitting on the leaves but i understand the fury i understand your pain and i understand why people are telling morgan riley that calling him the new jake gardner because we want to see them do it in the regular season even though we know they're chintzy games or bullshit games or bottom feeder teams because if we see rec uh, if we see them doing it in those moments, we can feel more confident about them doing it in a game seven, hell, in a game five, all right? And, like, it's, yes, this this is just a small sample size, these four games. You know, the good thing you guys mentioned was about Tampa. Like, I did bring that up. It's like, how can we, you know, we're shitting on the Leafs right now, but how are the other teams doing? And I actually didn't know. I was expecting people to answer because, like, I tweet Twitter like Google. <laughs> and <laughs> people did answer, right? The people answered. I'll, I'll finish now. Yeah, no, and Tampa's look at Twitter, right? Skip, man. Yeah. Like, I've seen tweets today being like, Keith has lost the locker room. Oh my God, he's lost this team. Now, Tavares is practicing on the fourth line. What is wrong with him? Oh like, God. a lot of this is just uh, ignorance because they don't know what's actually going on with the depth of injury and mm-hmm. such. But the other half is 
what Darty's mentioning, this PTS, PTSD moment where it comes back. It's like these haunting memories. Like we want to see it now or else we don't think it can happen later. And yeah, everyone's kind of pissed, but we're we're not like that. We we watch every game almost and break this shit down and realize, you know, we could take the good parts out of this game, right? M- Murray is back. And he had he, a solid that game. save on that two on zero or two on one where he kicked all the way across the net. That was crazy. Yeah, that should have gone in. Yeah, considering that we lost, like even though he posted, what was it a 833 right not a not, like, not a lot of shots on net it's not his fault the first one that went in he was justin hall was standing literally directly in front of him like he loves to do and not block the double shot. deflection yeah. yeah and he blocked it went off of his leg or something and into the net because he's so great at screening and then the other ones were all just the the turnovers off the uh the the power play and then they scored an empty netter Yep, and we find out, you know, Ryan O'Reilly breaks his finger, but it could have been worse. Like Marty tweeted today, uh, shout out Marty, just saying he could have fucking like broke his back, right? And could like not be back for the playoffs. Like we know this is an injury that he's going to come back fully healthy. Kadri and Gaudreau did it within 10 fucking days last year and came back and played. I'm sure he'll be fine. And then the whole JT thing, like... He took the day. He was the last one on the ice at practice to see how he felt. And trust me, those trainers, if there's any signs of concussion, they will not let him put on a jersey. So these are good signs. And we have to take them, appreciate them, and move forward. And welcome back, Lilligren, next game. And, you know, we'll see who's in net. Does Murray get the next start, do you guys think? Uh, That's a tough one, actually. I mean, I think because of how long there's been between games like why not sammy clearly was playing a little hurt waiting for murray to come back so yeah and also just a plus for the vancouver side of it all this game quinn hughes becomes the fastest defender in nhl history to reach 200 assists just pretty cool. beating out yeah brian leach bobby Orr. he did it in 263 brian leach did it in 264 wow Good for him. Yeah. Um, last... And the feel-good story about all of this, by the way, is that uh, the Leafs are continuing their their good charity and allowing the Vancouver Canucks to have a wonderful victory over you know the big bad Leafs. You know everybody, anytime they play the Leafs, it's like, hey, it feels great to be the Leafs, huh? Well, you know what? We <laughs> did them a fucking solid because they're dumpster fire of a team and they're idiot of a fucking management aquilini they finally they have something to look forward to i saw the rings out there from costco on on mm-hmm. on, uh, on twitter all right so enjoy your win fellas because i'm sorry uh shout out to, to nucko from nux memes but you fucking suck so there you go <laughs> and another thing too right luke shin uh his wife's giving birth in the next like any second now so they left him behind and actually rented out ice for him to practice on and left a trainer back with him like the Leafs are very dedicated to get all of their new players to gel with this team like even leaving back a trainer with him like wow like I was shocked to hear this but moving forward the other plus side Holmberg and Steves are called up Holmberg obviously played his way into this roster before trade deadline, and he's shown us what he could do. Like, I was pretty confident in camp and Holmberg as our 
bottom six centers. We got to this point in the season thanks to, you know, the buds before trade deadline. I think Steve's, for example, is going to light a fire under everyone's butt, just bringing this fast um, pace game like up to speed because it feels like the Leafs haven't been up to speed, right? And like no. they need like, a One little those... kick Who... in the butt. Who were they playing the other day where it was like they were constantly losing every race to the puck? Like, I forget who one of their opponents was last time. Calgary? Yeah, it was Calgary, where it was like every time they were going for it, it was like, guys, how are you losing every foot race for this? I know you guys aren't slow. Like, what's going on? So just somebody to get them back up to speed really would be nice. Uh, Last thing I want to say about the power play, though, because I'm still looking at this thing. Um, Fun fact. Edmonton, who has the best power play in the league right now at just under 32%, has had 226 power play attempts, which is uh, second to Ottawa only. The Leafs, however, have had 35 less power plays at 191, putting them 19th of 32 in the league. So um, anybody complaining about the power play, they're fourth for percentage, um, like ninth for or seventh for actual power play goals, and they're nineteenth for opportunities to do so. Okay. So shove it. I know Morgan yeah. Riley's not playing well offensively right now, or maybe defensively too, but everybody else is picking up the slack. Yeah. Well, it was evident when we had the five forward power play as well. It, it worked when it worked, and then it didn't work when it didn't. Like it's nice to have that mix up there, but now that we have, you know. All year, the Leafs have been battling injury and this adversity, and we're here for a reason. And now we get to use a new bud, you know, Lafferty plugging in on the second line at center, right? This was a capability as a, as a plus coming to the Leafs, right? Oh, happy birthday, have... by the way. And happy belated birthday, Sam Lafferty. Isn't it today? Um, or was it today or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. No. Oh. Yeah. But... It's nice to have an extra center option and then they trust him enough to plug him on the second line. Like that's that's good. <laughs> and it's not Kerfoot, right? Like Kerfoot's still on the first line, left wing. Yeah. But. Um, okay, so we gotta go to questions because we got a bunch of them and we're gonna run out of time. So first one, okay. Zach Nelson pulled up the picture from the broadcast where they showed the Leafs lost five straight in Vancouver. So Michael Hutchinson here. You know what? I gave you guys Hutchinson. See if you can name the other four goalies that the Leafs have lost uh, their last four games to Vancouver with. Schalgren? No. Oh. Morazic? Yep. Um, Campbell? Yep. Um, Anderson? Yep. Anderson, yeah. And? And Sparks? <laughs> nope, it was 2021. Oh, Wall? Casimir <laughs> No, but if you guys missed it, Casimir Cascasuo nailed a ref in the back of the head with a water bottle from like 40 feet away, and it was sick. Yeah, join the MLB, man. Like, whew, that was a nice toss. Okay, I'll give you guys um, one more guess. David Riddick? Hell yeah, it's David Riddick. <laughs> yeah. Did I finally get a fucking question right out of every single like episode? I'm terrible at these. I'm terrible at these. I finally get one thing right. Nicely Just one done. like minuscule part. Nicely done. Um, nice. So 
the actual question from Zach Nelson. Murray was awesome tonight. Uh, what is going on with Matthews right now? He seems off. So what's going on with Matthews right now? Uh, man, I think everyone has this expectation that he's going to instantly score 50 again. And his name has been plastered absolutely everywhere from NHL covers times two to commercials to you know the expectations high he's deep in this league now and coming off this year and on pace for 30 goals and like 90 points people think he's going downhill when technically he's still a, a, an amazing player i just want to pull up a graphic that marty posted um shout out this is matthew's last year versus this year so after 56 games um goals for on ice um, he's looking at 63 expected last year and uh, 56 this year. So that's down on mm-hmm. ice goals against last year, 47 this year, 28. So if you're asking what's going on with Austin yeah. Matthews, he is scoring a couple less goals while stopping 20 of them from going in. So leading he's changing his game up. with blocks. Yeah, I think he's second on the lead in the in, on the team with blocks. And oh yeah, blocks last a... year on pace for thirty nine. This year seventy four. Uh, he's sixteen more hits, up to sixty from forty four last year. Like, come on. Yeah, it's sure he had eleven more goals last year at this point, but really, like you've spread you've spread that out. Marner scoring more. JT's back on his game. Willie's on fire this year. Like. They can spread this out while he can make everybody's lives hell. And I love it. It's easy to get comfortable with the idea that Matthews is the instant choice to score and that like in every format. It's just I'm happy that he's working on his two-way play. Obviously, it looks like there's something wrong with these expectations, but I'm sure Darty has a great explanation because he's talked to many peoples on the interwebs about this topic. And yeah, I would love to hear your expert opinion. It's so hard to like sit there and not say anything because I always have these like really funny things. I just, they sit in the back of my head. I'm like, (laughs) I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I just gotta say it. And this time let's hope it comes out properly. But what I was going to say is it seems like Austin's lost his mojo, but when we look at the, when we look at the stats like that, he's certainly got the power. All right. And, (laughs) and uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we, we needed from Austin was to adapt and change this game up a little bit and not just scoring, right? Because we, we've learned that scoring goals isn't just going to win us games. It's great, and we've, we love when we outscore our opponent, but it's the other qualities that uh, from each of the players, but particularly from Austin Matthews, that are going to uh, win us in those really weird situations, right? Like, we, sometimes you just can't outscore your opponent, but you can out-finesse them, you can out-block them, you can out-hustle them. And I think that said, we're talking about like Austin losing his mojo. Literally, that's what people are saying. People are saying that Austin Austin Matthews uh, like doesn't look good out there. But I think there's just there's like almost like a you know trying to use big words here, but it feels like I guess like a paradigm shift in the way that the Leafs are you know operating right now, and especially with all these pa- players moving and and you know the the everything you're, you're seeing online and and you know it's it's stuff that they they probably are dealing with mentally too right it's not you know they're the athletes they're the ones that are doing this so they've had to change there's been a lot of change there's been a lot of ups and downs injuries unexpected circumstances um 
again, like, what do we want to see from Matthews? Do we want to see him, like, score more goals? Or do we want to see him get better? And if getting better means, like, staying, you know, staying out of injury... Well, maybe blocking shots probably is not going to save you from injury, but I, uh, <laughs> but we do. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask him to score more goals. What I ask of him is to be the best teammate that he can possibly be. Does he give a fuck that I'm asking that? Probably not. But that's what I am sitting here asking about Austin Matthews. If I can get that from Austin Matthews, that's that. That's all that. That's all I can really a- ask from him. I had more to say somewhere, but I lost my trail of thought. So let's stop there. Look, I think the point comes down to you don't need six goals to win a game. We're not the Edmonton Oilers. You just need one more than your opponent does, right? So he doesn't. If Maybe we're already on power play, look, if we're already up five, four to one or something, and he's scoring the one that makes it five to one, like extra goals here and there are not what I'm looking for. If that's going to be, you know, what what sets him from fifty to sixty, great. But really, what's the difference maker this year? is can you stop the other team from scoring those important goals? And can you score the important goals when we need them? And I have not thought that's been lacking for Matthew's game this year. Like whenever they need a goal, these guys have come up clutch when they need to. It's not like I'm sitting there when it's a one goal game, like, oh my God, nobody can score every single time. There's been the odd time. Yeah, but that's the game. Like, I I feel like running away with games is not really like, yeah, it's fun, but it, it doesn't get you any more points than just winning by a goal does, right? So as long as you can stop the other team from scoring more often, like it's six to one to me. I also want to point out too that Austin Matthews is very close friends with Justin Bieber and anybody who's been, you know, all those hip hip cats out there that are paying attention to TikTok, you know, you you fellow rascals, rapscallions paying attention to your TikToky, uh, there is a lot going on with uh, that old Haley Bieber and. Uh, and and that uh, you know you know Nicki Minaj said it best that you got to keep an eye out for Selena, all right. So if if there's anything if there's oh anything that could be possibly on Austin Matthews' mind right now, I know he's a young young lad. He's he's into the social medias and whatnot. So I'm I'm sure that's probably up there too. So I gotta tell him just like the Canadian government right now, delete the TikTok, buddy. All right, you got it. You got to keep you know keep your eye off of Selena, all right. Keep your eye on the fucking puck, all right. <laughs> Keep your stick on the ice and keep your head up. There you go. <laughs> it's funny you say that because coming into this year on his slow start, many people on on Twitter was like, um, he has a new girlfriend this year. <laughs> Maybe he's spending way too much time with his girlfriend rather than his buds. But <laughs> that's speculation, of course. Yo, got to keep an eye out for Selena is like the best quote you've dropped in the last month. <laughs> what a throwback. Okay. <laughs> Mike the Fanatic asks, uh, what does Dubas do with Morgan Riley this summer? Seriously, Riley for JT Miller. The decor looks so much better with Riley out than ever. Have with him in the lineup. So disheartening because I absolutely love Mo as a person. And Scott, uh, Poet Scotia following up. Very fair question. He's not been right since coming back. Temporary? If not, then what should the Leafs do? Steph, you want to start it? Um, Just thinking in a management perspective, even though... I'm not them. I just think they are not even going to touch Morgan Riley whatsoever <laughs> until the time is coming, like near the end of his contract. I, he's going to be a forever leaf, in my opinion. And what do we do? I don't know. We just have to prepare for playoffs, get them used to multiple D partners, right? Like we've seen the Hall show uh, during Vancouver. Who was it? Brody. And then now he's being paired back with Lily like the pairs are all over the place I don't see the Leafs ever getting rid of Morgan Riley but that's just my opinion 
Darty, take it away. You know, I, I won't, I've been trying to say this all day, but uh, when it came to when it came to Morgan Morgan Riley and like the hate and vitriol, which I have been a part of, just because like, man, I really wanted this guy to be the captain of the Leafs a long time ago, and I just feel like I feel like there is some carryover attitude from the Leafs uh, that he grew up with. You know, the ones where he was sitting in the locker room while Phil Kessel was saying, uh, <laughs> "What was he? What was he talking? He's talking to." <laughs> the fuck's his name again that uh Fnuff. that short no not enough the uh the coach <laughs> oh was it uh was it uh oh. good one randy good one randy good one, carlisle randy. Yeah. oh that See, whole thing morgan yeah. riley was in that dressing room because even the back of the video and i feel like i feel like there's some carryover like maybe de- depression or disappointment from like you know every year we fall short right and he's he, he he really has gotten away with murder all right like he he's best friends with jake gardner i've seen i've seen these guys uh you know i creep them one time i, I happened they happened to show up to my work and i was like look at these guys and they're like shaking hands all buddy buddy they seem like a couple cool lads so i'm like this morgan riley fellow all right he he is an amazing defenseman and I, again if we're talking about someone who lost their way who lost their mojo it's morgan riley and i know he has it still unless there's some injury we don't know about right you know that all these guys are hiding something but morgan riley if i have given justin hall so much leeway that even though i've been chirping riley even though i've been saying some bad things i take it all back all right i want nothing but the best for morgan riley especially because he is healthy on paper we just got to help him get his mojo back. So if everybody can finally like, don't listen, don't listen to old me of five hours ago when I tweeted some probably mean shit about Morgan <laughs> Riley. <laughs> listen to me now when you're listening to this episode and let's send out that those positive vibes. All right. Because yes, I want to fucking, you know, throw this guy through the screen sometimes. Cause it just seems like, especially after that one quip earlier in the season, it's like, Oh yeah, it's real easy to ignore the fans yelling, shoot. Yeah. Well then why don't you shoot the fucking puck? All right. Like <laughs> if you're aware of it, then don't be a little brat. You know, don't be that kid who's like, I'm not going to do it. Just fucking go out there. You know what to do. Hammer down, boys. So if we're talking about Morgan Riley, we need to help this guy get his mojo back. Not 100 percent happy with him, but I'm sending out all the positive vibes because he's the only guy we got. He is our number one. He is our Victor Hedman. And, you know, I don't even think Victor Hedman's doing that great. So let's take what we ha- like. Let's not take what we have for granted. All right. I, I feel bad for shitting on him. We're, we we do take them for granted. I take them for granted, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we take all of our defenders for granted in Toronto, but I would say he can figure it out for the next what twenty games, because uh, come playoff time, I'm sure he's going to snap out of it. He's he's got the most like like you said, he's been here through this whole thing. He's got the most to prove. I think being here through all of the debacles of past. Uh, he's carrying the most weight as a leaf. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like now with everything in the right place, granted all these guys have to come back healthy, but I I feel like this is a time where he's really going to pull it together. I don't know. I hope so. Just to echo what you guys said, like, I just, I hope for the best for him, but I don't think they're going to move on from him. But if it does get to the off season and like, you know, everything falls apart and he is the reason that, you know, they lost game seven, like just theoretically speaking, knocking on wood. Um, in that crazy world, it's a very easy contract to move at seven and a half million for what he is just because the market was set after he signed it at like nine plus for what he is. Yeah. So he's a steal. I, I think if the, 
crazy, crazy scenario came up where they did want to move on from him, even if it isn't a couple of years, like you said, near the end of his contract, like they want to do him a Kyle Lowry favor and just for his last year, send him somewhere to win. I think it's an easy one to move, especially towards the end of it. Yeah. And the sad part is someone's getting a steal, right? Because yeah, like, it's, 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 it's also the Leafs curse. Like there's multiple like cursed things that we do that we have. And one of the Leafs curses is, is that our, you know, our players who are so, you know, they've got that dark cloud over them and nothing can go right. All of a sudden they go somewhere else, like say, uh, <clears throat> and uh, they just somehow are lights out and just put us to shame. Right. So, and that would be, that would be the perfect example. I know he's a little bit, you know, I guess older now, how long has he been in the league for an entire decade? Yeah. If not more. Yeah. yeah. So, but still like someone would be getting a steal out of Morgan Riley. I feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to lose him. And it would be a shame that we, you know, you know how it's going to be. If, if that's the case, if, if it comes down to, you know, you know, oh my, you know, Morgan Riley equals Jake Gardner 2.0, all of a sudden, you know, he's gone. He can't help it. It's just how it is in this fucking city. And, and I'm, and I'm part of it. I am to blame too. <laughs> I think the, the curse of X Leafs is coming to an end though. Cause I mean, not that I'm cheering for people to have uh, lesser careers by any means, but um, Kapanen and Janssen have not really panned out since moving on from the Leafs. And those were guys that I thought were going to be, you know, unfortunately we couldn't keep them kind of guys. And yeah. uh, really it's just been, they've bounced around and barely made rosters. So it, the only thing I can take from that is maybe the curse is starting to lift. Yeah, maybe. And it's weird too, because Kapanen was like Nylander 2.0, right? Or I yeah. guess like 1.6 or something, you know? Like he was like, <laughs> well, like uh, he wasn't really Nylander, but he was our stopgap when Nylander was holding out, and it was it was it, you know what the talk of the town at that time was why the hell do we need Nylander if we have Kapanen? If we you know what's happening, Kasperi Kapanen, right? So <laughs> it's very strange to think that this guy's gone to the pit of misery as along with Janssen, who I didn't I f- totally forgot about. Yeah, so, and he was just part of a trade on deadline. Line, one of the big yeah. ones wasn't he for Meyer I think so yeah yeah so he's going out to San Jose now Andreas Johnson okay next question from Olaf Zenegar at O Zenegar why haven't the Leafs been able to make clean passes over the last three games I've been saying this it, it's insane they can't make a pass all of a sudden they used to be so good at this and then it's just nothing is going in the right place I get it there's a lot of new guys they're adjusting to how like we talked about people pass hard and that's hard to get sometimes but like they're professional hockey players and they've had practice i don't know why this isn't clicking it's getting a little frustrating to watch and like i said with gustafson and like him and riley have lost a couple with the blue line you've seen some passes in the slot that just go to nobody like they're Mm -hmm. trying to do too much yeah i think they just have to get up to the pace even with uh, one of the shorties from the vancouver game uh, i believe bunting passed it from behind demko out in front to shin who completely missed it and then it went to vancouver who easily cycled and got the goal and the other um, one was tavares throwing it out in front of the net to nobody so yeah and like there's three or four vancouver canucks right in the center like you're not getting that through but like you just gotta stop panicking and Think about it for a second. And I think when your pass you know, gets intercepted was... by JT Miller, give your head a shake. It's yeah, this yeah. Is a tough league, right? Like it's anything can happen and people play their best against the Leafs always like <laughs> and everyone's either from Ontario. They want to put on their best show, showing where this game welcoming back like every game. There's 
a list of events going on and there's always something to celebrate or another record broken but now i think the the guys need to just breathe finish this road trip you know have a good couple practices and get back to basics like defense and then the offense will come like don't try anything fancy and then it will come agreed Okay, so now we've got a couple questions. I love these. These are from uh, Chris Hurley at Hurley Sports. Um, oh. So we got a few here, fun ones. First one, like, I know Arizona's a tire fire and doesn't even have an arena, but we have to be the most embarrassing franchise, right? And for anybody who is familiar with, like, Dungeons & Dragons out there, it's like the Leafs don't just miss. They roll a natural one when they lose. So for for reference, like what that means is you have a 20 sided die. And if you roll it and you get a one, say you were trying to like fire your bow instead of just missing the bow snaps and hits you in the face and you do damage to yourself. Like it's the worst possible thing that could happen because you rolled the lowest possible thing. Like, I feel like that's what it is with the Leafs. They can't just lose a game it's they'll win everything's fine they'll dominate a couple games they'll win oh that one was getting a little close and then the next game it's like people trip over their own sticks it's like what is happening how are you a completely different team than last week I just love yeah. rolling that one on the d20 you know buddy <laughs> and I, then rolling uh... it again <laughs> what is it though they call it? it's like roll for misery or something when you have to roll one you roll one you got to roll again and then yeah I, that, that happened to me so many times it's like yeah i guess i'm getting fucking wrecked today <laughs> never playing that game again yeah it's just the leafs know how to lose in an embarrassing fashion i don't know it, it's the the frustrating thing is and the also silver lining is it's two points either way you can win by, like I said, you can win by six goals. You can win by one. It's still two points. You can lose by six yeah. and you can give up two shorthanded goals. It's not like, you know, you lose any points for it. Like It just looks worse to everybody watching the game. There's always something, right? Or Justin Hall gets activated by putting two tampons in his nose. Like something oh fucking random and <laughs> it becomes a headline. So... I don't Part know. of a champion right there. Yeah. But in a couple of weeks, yeah. this is just going to be a game that they lost. And we're going to be more focused on the timeline for O'Reilly coming back. Is Tavares back up to speed? And which goalie is in net? Like these things aren't going to be a conversation in a couple of weeks, especially heading into the playoffs. It's just really, really, really annoying coming down the stretch to lose a game like this. Again, I've yeah. <laughs> shout out to the Tampa fans um, at Inside the Rink because my God, they've been screaming. I, I, you know I can't Leafs, imagine what it's like over there. Leafs fans just really, really want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, you, and I know people say you, you know, they always say you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, the stupidest old fashioned archaic statement. But the truth is the reason that we want to is because everybody else seems to, you know, like for some reason, Boston, nothing can go wrong for Boston. Nothing can go wrong for that rat Martian, you know, we're all finding, you know, those team friendly deals, <clears throat> not fucking pasta, but whatever. We're we'll fucking, you know, <laughs> rose, 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 rose colored glasses and red flags and whatnot. Facts. Okay. So this next one is going to be um, just for the sake of me clipping this and putting it on uh, our Instagram. I'm going to call this start one, bench one, and cut one. Cool. Yeah. Hurley, I know I like that's not these. what you wrote, but I've got to censor it. Um, I know we haven't censored a lot, but I want to post this. So, First is plain chips. Okay. So not no flavors, just plain chips. 
Pringles, okay. Lay's, and Ruffles. Start one, cut one, bench one. Um, I think the first choice to cut is obvious here. Which is? Pringle. Ooh. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm cutting Pringles too, just because I get like you have to define Lay's. If it's Lay, is it just Lay's original or Lay's no, like dude, any all, type of all original? All, all these are original. original. All original. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. T- uh, um, no, but okay. Here's my issue again. I, I always make things complicated. The Lay's I taste better like if you dip them. Like I'm pretty no. sure like people like put like cream plain, or something on them. Plain chip. But just the chip themselves. I'm cutting the Lay's. Sorry, I'm cutting the Lay's. Thank you. Plain Lay's. If you've had, like, when was the last time you bought a bag of plain Lay's chips? There are so many. You go to the grocery store, it's like there's kettle cooked ones. There's, like, even the store brand kettle cooked chips, salt and vinegar, even the plain ones. Like, they're better than Lay's. They're not good. They're, Guys. like, it's like yeah. tissue paper. It's, it's tissue paper, man. Like, it's it's salted tissue paper. There's nothing there. Yeah. Cut Lay's. But they hit the spot when you're mowing and you're downing a bag like myself the plain lays are easy to eat and they don't freaking stab you in the mouth Another like a ruffle <laughs> okay and i can grab a whole handful because that's the only way i eat chips like a savage and popcorn i just shove that shit in my mouth and make a huge mess and it has to be lays from these three like pringle ugh. Plain Lay's? Yeah. Ruffles, though, if there's a dip, it has to be a ruffle because there's support in that chip. We're so we can hold the dip. We're talking plain chip only. No accoutrements, all right? <laughs> but Pas the, accoutrements. Sans uh, accoutrements. <laughs> Alors. So the, um, the uh, Pringles, though, the one thing I do like about the Pringles is they're basically um, McDonald's french fries, all right? They, no. they taste the exact same. Yeah, no, they, they taste the exact same as McDonald's French fries. They do. Yes, I they do. But, but I think also too the McDonald's French fries have heat. You're never gonna have a hot Pringle. So <laughs> that is the difference. Okay, True. just okay. Yes. I'm starting, starting Pringle, benching Ruffles, and cutting Lay's. How shit are cold McDonald's fries here? Okay, so you want a Pringle that's equivalent to a cold McDonald's fry if it was over flat a and Ruffle crispy? and a Lay. I would eat a cold, crispy McDonald's fry anytime. Like as the little, like if you find one of those crispies in the bottom of the bag, not like uh, like hours old, but like if it was cold, I'd eat that. I wouldn't touch the rest of the bag. Fine. Because crispy yeah. potato salt, which is basically what all of these are. Okay. This one is a little easier, more interesting. Pie, cake, and ice cream. Start That's one, hard. bench one, and cut one. I will start. I'm going to okay. say. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so here, here's why. I am somebody who finds myself craving cake, but I'm going to cut cake because it's the idea of it is always better than the actual cake. Like I very rarely have a cake that's really good. Like you can buy more shitty cakes than you can good ones, and good ones are expensive. Yeah pies you can spend 6.99 on an apple pie at the grocery store it's a pretty good pie like you can make a pie at home and even a like one it's not that great it's still pretty good you can buy a can of pie filling and make a good pie you throw some ice cream on that it's perfect for that reason 
I start ice cream because ice cream makes every dessert better, meaning ice cream is the king. Pie gets benched and cake gets cut. Okay. I see your reasoning there. Um, this is hard for me because I do not have a sweet tooth. Um, I'm a savory person. I'm really like, I'm not picky. I just don't want it. Like I can eat apple pie, but I'm not really enjoying it because I'd rather have like, I don't know, sorbet. I like fruity sorbets. I don't, I'm not like a huge ice cream lover either. So if it's like a mixed fruit, sorbet <laughs> i would love that but ugh. ice cream DQ is king. cake yeah dq cake over everything every birthday it that's has mostly to be ice cream that's the only cake i'll go for i can eat all cake but like my my fave is dq if we're that's, just talking about cake, cake that's an ice cream cake which proves my this point that ice much. cream makes Every regular dessert better. Ice cream is king. Worth a dairy, please sponsor us. I like uh, treats of pizza too. Treats of pizza. From DQ. Again, <laughs> it has ice cream. Yes. So ice cream wins for me as well. Thank you. Uh, Dirty. Cake and pie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which one no. between cake and pie? I have to go cake because, you know, I'm one to eat around the crust as well. I like the filling. I'm not a big crust person. Sorry. So which one are you cutting? Pie. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Hard. I could not make sense of your reasoning, which whether it was good or bad. <laughs> okay. I like I like them all, guys. I just rather not. Um, Treats of pizza. Okay, Darty, oh, and then you. and then we'll do favorite pies, and we'll sign off. All right. Um, you ever like like? I feel like my thoughts are so loud sometimes that like like I'll be sitting there like <laughs> you guys are talking, and I'm just thinking about like mm, pie, mm, pizza. Oh, was my wife calling? And then I'm like thinking about like holy fuck, my mic was on. Was I talking? So I do apologize if I was like just randomly like blurting out. I I don't know. My thoughts felt so loud because I I got lost in the in the pie. I got lost in the sauce. All right. So. But while you guys were going on, I was Do you hear really... the baby crying? I'm outside in my car, so I, I can't, but maybe my spidey senses are tingling. But uh, yeah, I was like really lost in my thought about like pie and, and cake and, and chores. And uh, if I had to choose one, like I, I have to I have to start pie. I love pie. I love all kinds of pie, even apple pie, which I think can be very basic and boring sometimes. I, I'll, I'll choose that, especially if it's hot, like a hot apple pie from uh, like McDonald's or like, you know, fresh out of the, you know. Oh, yeah, baked, pie's got to be hot. Baked by your, uh, you know, your, your, your grandmama or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> or your grandpa. I, I know some of the grandpa was a damn good pie maker, too. All right. He made, uh, made a really good uh, pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. Some people don't, but you got to have the whip. All right. You don't have the whip. Uh so I'm starting pie. I am cutting. I'm cutting ice cream only because I only like one or two flavors, and I usually find myself. I only. I usually find myself overeating it. I don't think I can have like. I used to love like the idea of having three scoops, and I usually like at at the end of the day, I probably only need like the baby cup, and I and then I'm and then I'm good. Any anything more than that just seems like I'm just like I'm like drinking milk, you know, like. Like like a like like chocolate like you know like a lot of chocolate milk you know what I mean like you know when you just drink too much of like like flavored milk you're like Ugh, just you want to throw up well just any milk so it's you know dairy challenge yourself so it's definitely oh, it's definitely it's definitely start pie um, benching cake 
because like cake's good, but you just I don't know. Just get sent on the bench, all right? And uh, yeah, we're cutting the, we're cutting the, the cutting the ice cream. There you go. I'm lactose intolerant, and I picked ice cream as the winner. What does that say? <laughs> <laughs> ice cream yeah. is king. Um, okay, so pies. I have to say because Darty just made me think about pies. My favorites. I said all pies have to be hot. All pies don't have to be hot. But pie, no. um, most pies are better when hot. But Some lemon meringue pie is fantastic, and it's not hot. Same with coconut cream pie, and butterscotch pie is really good. And I like I like all fruit pies: cherry pie, apple pie, strawberry rhubarb pie, sweet like, cherry pie. They're all good. Blueberry pie. My fave is lemon meringue. Never met a pie I didn't like. I don't know why, but I still say lemon meringue is lemon meringue just because I'm. I think it's funny because <laughs> because I just want to be purposely obtuse. <laughs> lemon meringue is I like really key lime. good, and key lime yeah. is good too. I like fruity. I do not. Okay, I'm not a picky person, guys. There's like enough things I can count on the top, like one hand that I hate in this world, and one of them is coconut. So what? Coconut is out. I hate coconut with a passion i can't even smell it it smells like shit to me so if you have coconut body wash you smell like shit <laughs> interesting okay what about what steph about is cheesecake? not in love with the cocoa no <laughs> not in love with the cocoa. <laughs> what about what about cheesecake yeah, no coconut here cheesecake's love a dividing cheesecake one. love cheesecake okay so if it's a dessert i go for cheesecake not cake cake see those are good i like the ones i know they're like cisco you know every restaurant has them but those big cheesecake that has like the chunks of stuff in it those ones are really mm. good at a restaurant i like fruity i like score i like caramelly chocolatey stuff like that but so basically anything you can put on a cheesecake <laughs> yeah pretty much i lean more towards fruit cheesecake than chocolate i don't know i find like the the chocolate um i don't know if it's the texture or the bitterness of it just doesn't I mean, chocolate and cheese obviously go well together, but it's like the texture I find is a little, little strange. I don't like peanut butter with it for the same reason. I like dark chocolate and caramel sea salts with dark Ooh, chocolate. Caramel sea salt's good, but I think it's the acid and the fruit goes well with it, you know? Cuts cuts some of the fat of the cheese instead of adding more to it with chocolate. I'm getting really molecular with this. I apologize. I'm just thinking about cheese. Darty, favorite pie. In 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 the words of the great Marty Zill show, we are examining the minutia of this uh, this topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, uh, my favorite pie, I definitely like a strawberry rhubarb. I don't know. I think that like Whoa. I think I think foods, um, I think smells and scents like they can definitely bring you back to like a place of nostalgia. You know, if I want to be like Don Draper here, you know, talking about nostalgia and. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what it is about strawberry rhubarb pie. I don't necessarily think it's the flavor. It just reminds me of a place of uh, this one time when I was a young when I was a young boy and I had every single grandmother and associated grandmother in my life in my house. Like they were they they all went uh, like strawberry picking and I guess rhubarb picking and then they wanted to make 
every they wanted to use every single mason jar that imaginable to make jams and jellies and pies and for an entire like week i was eating pie and jam and jelly oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and i was just in heaven and that is where my problems with weight started <laughs> but, <laughs> but but no just uh, taking it back from a group i just want to be funny but honestly though it's like you know the, it's as a kid, you just can't help yourself. You cannot stop eating. You're like, man, I don't recall a single day that week not having pie. It was so good. And like, I don't have, I don't really eat that much, much sweets now anyways. Like every now and then I'll, I'll, you know, buy a LaRocca cake from the grocery store and destroy one of those, whatever it happens to be like a chocolate truffle or something. But, uh, but when it comes to pies, like, I, you know, I don't really buy store-bought pies. I did choose pie over it though because of those memories and because if I go if I go to a family gathering the, if it happens to be Thanksgiving or something you know the first thing on my plate is going to be that pumpkin pie all right and I know it's not, it's not for everybody like I listen I love the strawberry rhubarb pie I love the cherry pie but there's a special place in my heart for that that pumpkin pie all right so and the whip you got to have the whip cool whip, whip. Um, fun fact, I don't know if you guys have tried this brand before and I can't remember what it's called at the top of my head, but there's a brand of jam that they have at Walmart that has like a bunch of different flavors and one of them is strawberry rhubarb jam and it's really good. Nice. Never highly, tried it. Highly reco. Please sponsor us. I, uh, did my garlic confit today because I do that a lot. Ooh. So I spread that on toast with like avocado and other shit. So, oh, damn. Like, Look at you. I, it's so easy and like it lasts so, like, you get garlic oil out of it as well and like flavor things instantly. It's great. So, all this dessert talk, like, I'm usually cooking savory shit like i've haven't baked and oh, i can't even remember probably since i was a kid but cook i cook every day like and i cook from scratch too like i hate store-bought shit and frozen shit so well i try with the, the spending means but... <laughs> <laughs> those are expensive man oh my god I had to cook but. three weeks in a row because I'm not a good chef. I, my chefery will kill people. Gordon Ramsay would never stay at my house. <laughs> but I had to cook three weeks in a row. I know if there's people listening like, wow, Dirty, you're a moron. <laughs> people cook every day. But but again, I, I preface this by saying like I am not the main chef in my house because people will die. <laughs> but I, uh, I cooked three weeks in a row because I f screwed up and did not cancel my HelloFresh orders for three weeks. I don't normally use HelloFresh, but I, I got it because someone gave me free HelloFresh. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. I'll start cooking because it seems simple. And I'm not trying to plug HelloFresh here. They're not paying us. And this is definitely not a good story for them, even though the food was great. But yeah, but yeah I kept getting I kept getting those subscriptions like, God damn it, I thought I skipped it. <laughs> I thought I skipped my subscription this week. And they kept sending it to me. And so because I initially picked five meals, they sent me five meals every week. And that's, you know, you have to make a meal every single day. So I'm like, God damn it. If I don't make it, it's going to go bad. So every day, like for three weeks was an experiment in like not murdering people and, you know, sending people to the hospital. And I got to say my, my odds were like two out of three, you know, like two thirds of the meals turned out pretty good. One third of them, probably would never you know would nice. get would get me you know gordon would come to my restaurant and be like 
you bloody idiot. You're an idiot sandwich. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Guaranteed. So I said two out of three ain't bad for, for Darty and, and cooking. And so if there's my plug for HelloFresh is just make sure that you remember to skip or cancel your subscription <laughs> because you will be stuck with a lot of food. I'll send I... you all my flyers for them. On that, I just canceled a couple subscriptions today that have just been kind of sitting around and it felt good. So reminder, friendly reminder to do that if you haven't in a while. Credit card, yeah. well, thank you. Heck yeah. Okay. Well. Let's get out of here. Leafs play tomorrow night. Uh, New Jersey Devils, guys. We won one, lost one so far. So hopefully we can beat the this beast of a team who has new players and Timo Meyer and company and we'll be back to talk just, about it. Just got to beat the devil out of it. I'm just going to tell you right now, sorry, fellas and, and Steph and all you beautiful people out there, but we did, we only lost one game. That first game did not count. All right. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely fucked them so hard with the refs. All right. Which has never happened. So let's actually win a game for real. Let's show them that we don't need the refs and let's kick some freaking ass. Cause like the boys deserve it out there. All right. Go Leafs, go baby. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Follow me for more of that hot TikTok gossip.